The Tropic Pianist Gamers Podcast, Episode 2 Curses, Luck and Mindset Have you ever been superstitious or believed in bad or good luck? There was a point in my childhood where I believed I was cursed simply because I was born on Friday the 13th. I was afraid of black cats and I would never walk under a ladder in case something bad happened. Of course I know now that all that is a mindset thing. But back then I'd never heard of the word mindset and I didn't know how you could manipulate your own mind either. When people read my book Tales and Anxiety Warrior they remarked upon how well my memory seemed to work because I recalled so much detailed information when telling my story. In actual fact, I'd had a diary for my entire teenage years and I started my Best Days journal in 1999 at the age of 12. That Best Days diary still continues until today and I'm on volume 3 of that. But looking back at the first volume of my Best Days journal, there's a date, 11th and 12th of November 1999, where I was 12 years old and battling the feelings of fancying a boy. I was so scared to admit that I fancied the boy that I waited until he was off with the flu and my other friends found out and told him when he came back to school. I was mortified and wanted the ground to swallow me up. I was so afraid that he wouldn't be my friend after that but the next day he was all fine as if nothing had happened. He told the friend that he liked me as just a friend and everything was fine. When another friend collared the future boyfriend outside the school He admitted he just liked me as a friend, and that was that. On the surface, I was relieved, but deep down, I was absolutely gutted that he didn't feel the same way about me, as I was smitten at the time. But when you're 12 years old, a week is a very long time. So, a mere week later, on the 20th of November 1999, that boy asked me out. I was a very naive teenager and I didn't know what I was doing so when he asked me out I said I'd think about it to act casual and didn't realise that if he said yes that meant you were an item so I left him hanging until the following February before actually saying yes and becoming a couple officially. It was only when a couple of friends in the PE lesson told me that when you asked someone out and they said yes that meant you were an item so that was it 10th of February 2000 I got my first boyfriend. I was just short of 14 then and I thought it was true love's dream. I even wrote in my first journal that me and that boyfriend would get married at 21 and have a kid at 30. In actual real life I met my husband Dr G when I was 21. We got married when I was 26 and I had my first child just before I turned 31 so my first journaling experience wasn't too far off just with a different person. The November curse started to hit though. In 2002, I was in the middle of a love triangle and I decided to dump the first guy for the second guy. I didn't actually want to dump the first guy, but I wanted to be with the second guy and society told me that you can't be with two guys at once. So after listening to Too Much Love Will Kill You by Queen on loop, I finally made my decision. I was curious, I wanted to know what it was like to go out with the second guy. Me and that second guy lasted three years as well. In the middle of the relationship with the second guy was my grade 8 piano exam. That took place on the 19th of November 2003. Why do I remember that? Because we'd been dating for 11 months by then and he sent me a card with a silhouette of a piano and a girl on the front saying 
this is a lucky day you'll pass I did pass and I got my grade 8 piano at the age of 17 that was a bit of luck in November but fast forward to 2005 and me and that boyfriend split up it had been brewing for a while because I had gone to uni the year before and he'd just started uni that year He'd made new friends, he'd made a new life for himself and I was clingy and insecure and didn't cope well with long distance relationships so the thing slowly went sour through lack of communication and it ended with an hour long phone call where he told me he no longer loved me and he didn't see me as a friend anymore either. We never spoke again after that. That was it, November was cursed, bad things happened in November. So going forwards from 2005 I became scared of November in case bad things would happen. I even warned Dr G when I met him, watch out for November, bad things happen in November. And I'd always brace myself every November in case bad things happened. Going forward with my relationship with Dr G, November's nothing really happened. Nothing bad happened, nothing specifically good happened, it was just November. The month between Halloween and Christmas. I didn't even celebrate Halloween but everybody else does. And obviously Christmas was a no-brainer as a musician. I was always involved in lots of things in December. November was basically for rehearsing, practicing, the mundane. I did question at one point whether I actually had seasonal affective disorder, SAD. Because I was always feeling lower in the winter months because of the colder weather and the darker days. But I was never diagnosed with depression, only generalised anxiety disorder. On reflection in later years, I'd feel low when I had no purpose or direction. 2012 was the year I started to find a bit of purpose. I got married in the summer, I became a Griffiths. I settled onto Anglesey, but I also struggled to make friends because I didn't know how to have conversations or keep meaningful relationships. So we settled into our married home with Mario Kart and we had no friends to play with. So we came back from our wedding after playing Mario Kart DS at our wedding and there was no one at home to play with. So we looked around and by coincidence, Dr. G found an advert for Mario Fest 2012. Play Mario Kart against the rest of the country and be the best in England, Wales or Scotland or Ireland. There were two qualifiers from each region that got a ticket to Birmingham. I was second for Wales. I got a ticket to Birmingham. Off we went, October 2012. That was the start of the rest of our lives. That day I met people that I'm still in touch with today. And that was the start of building a community for Nintendo fans. When we got home we realised we were lacking the friends. We didn't know anyone locally who played Mario Kart. But the advantage then was we had 3DSs which had the street pass function. The idea of the street pass function is to meet other people in real life and swap puzzle pieces with them. Later on there were also quests that you could do together. It was a great way of getting communities to meet each other in person and socialise. I've always had a passion for community. That is my deepest passion, my number one passion. And it harks back to my days of RuneScape that I played in 2005 to 2007 where I built a clan of over 80 members, mostly American, so that messed up my body clock completely by going to bed at 5am and getting up at lunchtime, missing any early morning lectures because I was doing my degree at the time. 
but we survived everyone survived it was good but i missed that sense of community so when we got back from mario fest i created a facebook group called 3ds banger the idea was to bring people together to play mario kart to start with and street past those puzzle panel pieces but i didn't know how to talk to people back then and would literally rely on a message on my 3DS with the group name 3DS Banger and hoped people would think of looking us up on Facebook. A couple of people did. A couple of those people are still around today. That group was formed on the 27th of November 2012 and that marked the end of the bad luck season of November's. It wasn't plain sailing though, as I spent the first year being so anxious I didn't talk to people I didn't create events, I didn't know how to create events, I didn't know how to network either. I'd literally rely on people finding the Facebook group and then say nothing. So it took us until August 2013 to really think about getting going. We noticed Manchester had an equivalent group and they had an event called the Big Luigi. That day we were able to meet the hosts of the event who happened to be the guys who created the main hub Street Pass UK. Street Pass UK formed in August 2013 and a lot of people's first official events were September 2013, ourselves included. We renamed ourselves Street Pass North Wales and our first event was National Street Pass Day in September 2013. As far as I was concerned, it was luck that we came across Manchester and luck that we got to meet the hosts of that event to connect us to the rest of the community hub. We successfully put on our first event. But it was a very rocky ride. For the first five years, I had a vendetta against me. We think it was from a guy who was just bitter because he didn't get there first, but he really, really hated our group. He did everything he could to sabotage it and close us down. But in the end, it didn't work. At the end of the day, if you're passionate about what you do, you've got integrity, you've got authenticity... You're winning already. He was bitter, he was twisted, he was sour, he was angry. He took those feelings back to his committee, so the whole committee was angry at us for a good few years. We had that in the background, and we had a lot of trouble with venues not recording our bookings, and then us not being able to get in the building. It was actually a very stressful and anxiety-inducing five years of Street Pass North Wales. But I held on to that community with everything I had because I knew it was mine and Dr G's true passion. After all, the foundations of this community was built from our own wedding. Some might have said we were doomed to failure because so much was against us. But by lockdown, we had over 30 monthly attendees. We had people travelling from Birmingham, Preston, Manchester, Warrington all over the place it was brilliant and because we started off by having a lot of students the students graduated and moved away because the longevity of a community passed through a whole generation and that is simply amazing when june 2017 hit we rebranded as nintendo north wales in line with the rest of the hub and street pass uk became nintendo players uk with official permission from nintendo itself as long as we declared that we were independent communities, which everyone was happy to do. Being Nintendo rather than Street Pass meant that people actually knew what we were because a lot of people didn't know what a Street Pass was. 
And with the Nintendo Switch and its versatility, it made sense to rebrand to Nintendo to be all-encompassing and inclusive. Quite a few of the groups like to include retro consoles in their plans as well, which is nice. Fast forward to March 2020 and we hit lockdown. The week before lockdown, we were privileged enough to be invited to Nintendo HQ and we had a meeting there where I had to do a speech about Covid and the fact that we were advising cancelling our central plans, which at the time was a thing called Island Paradise, which marked the release of Animal Crossing New Horizons, which actually came out on the 20th of March 2020. As a gaming community, it was expected that we were naturally online people anyway, but in truth, our community favoured in-person meets monthly, and that lack of ability to hold the physical events really cost us quite a bit. We tried to do online meets, but people were dwindling. There was a lot of key workers in our community and they disappeared off the radar and we found ourselves floundering just trying to keep the community going. It hit August 2020 and I gave up. There were no events between August of 2020 and December 2020 because of that. I instead concentrated on the central aspect, Nintendo Players UK, and got voted in as head admin for Nintendo Players UK in September 2020. Up until then, I'd been so afraid to admit that I was an adult girl gamer that I'd hidden my identity since the formation of the community in 2012. It was only 2020 I finally stood up to be counted and became the Tropic Pianist Gamer. So the gamer bit of me is head admin of Nintendo Players UK and co-founder of Nintendo North Wales. I have to mark this today because Nintendo North Wales turns 10 this month. On the 27th of November 2022, we're having a party to celebrate our 10th birthday. 10 years of fantastic community events, 10 years of bringing people together. I've loved seeing people grow throughout those 10 years. We're on the next generation now. We've got young adults coming in. We welcome kids. We welcome families. We still see a few original members from time to time, although everyone's a lot busier now. Everyone's grown up, essentially. The students have graduated and moved away. The locals have got jobs. They've got more hours in their jobs. They've got families, myself included. But, but because it's mine and Dr G's shared passion, we never stopped. We may have taken a hiatus in late 2020 as the lockdown wore the community down, but January 2021 saw a new burst of energy as Dr G took over the reins. He was ready to get back online, so he held some online meets and people who could come attended. And we got going properly again in the summer of 2021. We started with an outdoor meet in Llandidno. Everyone was just grateful to see each other in person again. We kept our distance, but everything was fine. And then October, we managed to get an indoor venue. It had to be limited capacity, and the university hadn't reopened at that point, so we used a venue in Llandidno. Above the shop, there was a nice room that we could use. There was maximum 15 at any one time, and they had a tuck shop, which was brilliant. Uh, And we managed to get going again, gradually. And then just over two years since our last event could take place in the main venue in Central Bangor, we were back in March 2022 with a fresh look, fresh appeal and as inclusive as ever. 
We're a bit lower on numbers now than we were pre-lockdown, but we do have a safe 16 and above attending, and we're hoping that the 27th of November will be our biggest event of the year. So in essence, November used to be a bad month, because I thought negatively. I was scared of things that might happen, that never actually happened, and building a community which started in November has proved that good things can happen, because this community has been the making of a lot of people. It's brought people out of their shells who were too shy before. Meanwhile, I'm the host. I was seen as confident all along, but on reflection, I was doing a lot of masking just to get by. I was anxious most of the time. It wasn't until after lockdown and coming back that I wasn't anxious anymore. I'd turn up in my Tetris leggings, my Pac-Man leggings, and I'd be confident and it showed, but I had to make the intentions to do that. When I worried that bad things were going to happen, I wasn't looking for the happiness, I wasn't looking for the light. When you're an optimist and you look forward to things, you make intentions to do things, not only do you get more done, but you can see the positive light in a situation. You might need a bit more resilience at times, but Looking for opportunities where there originally were none opens up a whole new world. As a creative, creativity is endless. That's how we've managed to go for 10 years and still keep fresh. I'm always coming up with creative ideas about what we can do next. And Dr G shares in that passion and has creativity of his own as well. We work as a fantastic team and bring the best to North Wales. And on my profile on the Nintendo Players UK website, in Welsh, it does say, Waving the Flag for North Wales, which is one of the chapters in my book as well. The mindset work only really started in summer of 2020. I didn't know what mindset was until I started looking at self-development. I didn't know what self-development was without joining Tropic. So as a Tropic skincare ambassador... It's not just about being a Tropic Skincare Ambassador. It's about improving yourself, working on yourself, self-development. I did a lot of self-development over lockdown because I had more time and focus to be able to put into it. And the end result is confident me, not anxious me. And it shows because people glow differently when they're confident. People glow differently when they're living through their passions. And in lockdown, I learned how to network how to network efficiently and make connections of people who are on the same wavelength, where we get each other. And I thought that wasn't possible because I'm so unique and quirky in what I do. But when you find your tribe, you are accepted. People accept that you are who you are, and that's okay. I'm okay to be quirky, I'm okay to be different, and I will not be judged for that because my mindset is strong. I stepped out there and I dared to be different. So here I am, the Tropic Pianist Gamer. My passion is community, which comes from the passion for Tropic, the passion for piano and being a musician, and the passion for being an adult girl gamer. Celebrating 10 years of Nintendo North Wales this month. Celebrating 10 years of pushing through with intention and clarity about what our passions were and how we can push forward with that. Working together as a community is so important. Making connections, striving for progress over perfection 
and most of all, collaboration over competition. Yes, we hold competitions, people do compete with each other, but we collaborate to get the best out of our group. We collaborate with other Nintendo groups, we collaborate with local community groups, and we collaborate with each other. Because if we work together, anything is possible. Keep the dream alive. Live your passions. That was episode two of the Tropic Pianist Gamers podcast. This podcast is monthly and next month I'll be talking about my journey as a pianist and how up until late 2020 I was the pianist that was scared of playing the piano and where I've got to today. In the meantime you can follow me at Tropic Pianist Gamer on most social platforms or tropicpianistgamer.co.uk is my website. Please follow or subscribe for updates and feel free to share with anyone you think this podcast might resonate with. Thanks for listening. See you next time.